the Virgin Radio Pridecast, proudly supported by Disney Plus, full of stories and love for all. This is Virgin Radio. Quite a Queer Conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation or Virgin Radio Pride with me, Duncan James. And me, Gokwan. This is the show that does exactly what it says on the tin. Now, we're going to have a conversation and a little old chin wag. We have questions to help us stay on track and they've been randomly selected for us to answer. So we're going to try to be as open and honest as possible, aren't we, Gok? But to start things off, a little bit more about us. Yeah, go on then. So my name is Duncan. I am a he, him. I am best known for being in the band Blue. I've also been in many, many different musical theatre shows like the Rocky Horror, Chicago, Legally Blonde, just to name a few. And I've also been in the soap opera Hollyoaks playing a closeted homosexual called Ryan Knight. No. And my name is Gokwan, and my pronouns are he, him, and I am a fashion stylist and a designer and an author and a cook. And you probably know me best for my TV show, How to Look Good Naked. And yeah, basically that's me in a gok shell. In a gok shell? In a gok shell. I love that. Thanks. Can I be in a gok shell? You can be in my gok shell whenever you like. Do you have to be nutty to be in the gok yes, shell? you have to be. You have to be very nutty to be in the gok shell. What would my shell be called? Delusion. <laughs> Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to quite a queer conversation with me, Gokwan. And me, Duncan James. On the one and only Virgin Radio Pride. Right, we've got some very serious questions now. Okay. So, so let's talk holidays. Okay. Yeah, so holidays. So, so favourite holiday destination for you? Um, I love going to Miami. I find Miami one of those places that you can just really let your hair down. You can go and have fun. Everybody's just really hot and just, it's hot. Oh, you're talking hot looking. I'm talking hot looking. Right. The girls, the guys, everyone's been to the gym. Everyone's looking buff. Everyone's got a nice tan. Yeah. And everyone's very friendly in Miami. Really friendly. I've been to Miami Did you a couple like of times. Um, I don't really fit in in Miami, as you can imagine. And so I'm, you know, I've got a big old gob on me and I like to wear head to toe black all the time. <laughs> all the way through the summer, I'm dressed like I'm about to go skiing. And so that's kind of me. So Miami doesn't really suit me. And the last time I went to Miami, we were staying on South Beach. And I, I mean, I'm not great at the side of a pool because number one, I just don't like the idea of sitting and not doing anything. Right. And also when you sit at a side of a pool and that you suddenly realize that you're in some kind of weird kind of like, like Jack Wills commercial because like literally <laughs> everyone is body beautiful. And I laid there thinking to myself, I literally look like a comedy act. I look like, like suddenly I'm going to cover my body in sushi and I have to eat it from me. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to come back to Miami because no. Miami doesn't make me feel good about myself. I've got a new holiday destination that I really like. Where do you like? So I've only recently been there. I was there for 24 hours. And this is no word of a lie. So I was DJing out in Mykonos. Oh, I love Mykonos. So I've never been. Right. And I've been terrified of going to Mykonos just in case people thought that I was starved, like I was going to serve them drinks or give them food because I just don't look like anyone. But it wasn't like that. The island was beautiful yes. and everyone was super friendly. Um, I decided that I was pregnant when I was out there and my first ball would be called feta because I ate so much cheese. I've never <laughs> eaten so much cheese in my life. But I think actually Mykonos is going to be my new holiday, favourite holiday destination. I went to Mykonos about, ooh, about three and a half years ago. Yeah. And 
honestly, I didn't know what to expect either, but I had the best time ever. I went on my own. I went on my own. You went on your own to Mykonos. I went on my own to Mykonos. Aye, aye. All right, lads, lads, lads. I knew lots of people that were going there. It was for a big Excelsior party. So there was loads of... What's Excelsior? It's like one of those circuit parties. So there was loads of guys that I knew that were going from... I had friends from America going. I had friends from London going. But I went on my own, had my own place. And I didn't know what to expect, but honestly, I had the best time. There's yeah. a place called Jackie O's. You go to Jackie O's? No, no. Oh, it's I, like I a beach it club. Hotel. It's like a beach club, and right. it's like by the pool, and you've got the sea in front of you, and it was just so much fun. I had the best time. Is ever. that what you're looking for for a holiday, then? You're looking for that kind of stuff? Well, I'd never done that before, so that was right. literally the first time. Don't forget, I didn't come out until I was in my 30s, so I'm a very late starter. A lot of yeah. people do all the circuits and all that kind of fun in their 20s, but I've never really done it, so yeah. I thought... I wanted to experience it and I did it actually on, it was my 40th birthday year and I, it was the first party I'd ever been to like that. Mm. And I thought, I've got to do it, it's on my bucket list and I, I've, I've given it a big tick. Yeah. Do you think that's, that's made a difference then coming out later? Because I, I always say that I came out of my mum with bunting and I arrived in a Vauxhall club and I literally on my first day of, of, of living, I, mean, I don't think I've ever been in. And so do you think because of that, then you're now in search of like the big gay parties and, you know, all that kind of atmosphere, which we love. We yeah, adore it. I wouldn't say that I'm in search. I would say that I've been more curious to dip my toe in rather than putting the whole foot in. Excuse me. <laughs> I said toe. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Gokwan, and the one and only Duncan James. Okay, Gok, I got a question for you. This is question number five. Is this is this chosen at random? It's chosen at random, right. and this is what was your first kiss like? It was horrendous. Who was it with? It was with a girl. With a girl. With a girl. Yeah. What was she called? Uh, I'm not going to say just in case she's listening to the Virgin Pride Radio. I'll okay. be really embarrassed. Her name was Claire. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Claire. <laughs> Her name was Claire. We were at school, and I felt under massive pressure. Right. I was I was really young. I mean, early early teens, and I was under massive pressure because I mean, obviously knew that I was gay, and everyone knew that I was gay and what everyone told me they knew I was gay and I guess I was still trying to pretty much work out my sexuality but um and everyone has started copping off with people. And there's this, this moment that happens at school, doesn't it? Where everyone just starts snogging. Like one minute you're playing with toys and the next minute you're just snogging everyone. And I was thinking, oh, no, I've got to snog someone now. And so I chose Claire that I was gonna snog. It was so cringy, it was so awful because I literally was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And we, was, we were at the swings in Leicester where I was born. And I think I asked her, can I kiss you? Oh my God. It's like 1922. And I was like, can I kiss you? And as I went in to kiss her, I, I, I remember saying something like, you never tried a lip liner? Or, or literally something <laughs> like that. Anything to diffuse the situation. Just, wow. you, should, you should find a shade of red lipstick. It'd be very nice on you. Wow. It was awful. So that was my first kiss and it was horrendous. But she kind of knew. She, right. she must have known. What was your first kiss? My first kiss was, um, I was in the mirror. No, I could imagine your no, first kiss would be in the mirror. No, no, no. I, I first kiss was with a girl called Sorrel. Like, Sorrel, that's yeah, a gorgeous name. Yeah, Sorrel, and uh, she was my girlfriend at school. Right. And my How best, old were you? How- I was about nine, and my okay. best friend, he's called BJ, which sounds really rude, but that's what his name was, BJ. And yeah. Sorrel's best friend was Kelly. So BJ was dating Kelly, and I was being Sorrel. 
And BJ wow. and Kelly were very, very kissy kissy all the time. And I just remember one time on my lunch break, it was like we were just all four of us in the classroom together in the lunch break. And I remember going under the desk, the, the you know, the school mm. desk and getting on top of each other and having a roll around. I was At nine. nine and I felt really, really, really like violated. I felt, I remember coming home thinking I'd done something That's awfully bad. wrong. That is quite young. I know, it? but BJ was quite a bad influence on me. Right, okay, yeah. so it's all BJ's fault. It's BJ's fault. I don't know why, but we didn't want to be seen by anybody. And uh, BJ was over one side of the room. I was on the other side of the room and I was on top of, of Sorrel and BJ was on top of Kelly and it was like, dry humping at nine i mean I didn't, didn't, really really young really young isn't really it young, I, mean, I didn't yeah. even know what we were doing i mean it was yeah. just it was just i don't know yeah. very very weird and i felt very strange afterwards but i can't believe i was nine i mean yeah. i didn't lose my virginity until i was 18 right um and i guess that i didn't even really know at nine years old what i was doing i no. didn't even know what sex it's kind was, of, it was kind but of it was just like pressure, a, isn't it? yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to do it and also it's like you see people kissing on tv so it's one of those things that looms the dread of that first kiss because you've seen other people yeah. doing it quite a queer conversation virgin radio pride you're listening to quite a queer conversation with me gokwan and me duncan james on the one and only virgin radio pride Really good question now. So this is random question number 19. What do you like best about each other? What do I like best about Gokwan? Um, we've got a while. So uh, if you want to take your time, I'm just going to sit back and I'm going to enjoy this. So I can't remember exactly when I first met you. Can you remember? Can I remember how we first met? we first met. Can you remember? I think it was a show. It was a chat show or a party after a show or something. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. And I just remember you had this lovely warm energy about you. And there's not many people, truthfully, that I like in this industry. I don't have a lot of showbiz fans. I'm not like you. Uh, So many. I only talk to things. <laughs> I'm joking, I don't. So I remember meeting you and thinking what a lovely person you are. And then actually over time, I think you invited me to your house for a party randomly one day. And I just thought we, we, we were on the terrace. We were on the terrace here. And we played Got Goes Pop. Do you remember? We did play we Got Goes Pop. Yes. And we almost went into the kitchen because we were dancing so hard. Yeah, I remember that. And I just thought, do you know what? What a lovely person you are to invite me to your home. And we, you know, we didn't really know each other too well. And then from that day, we've actually always stayed in, we stayed in contact. We, we mm. FaceTime each other quite a lot. We were speaking to each other quite a lot during the pandemic. And actually, um, I think you're a really nice guy. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Genuinely. That. What I like about you best is that you're friends with me. That's... <laughs> no, what I like about you best is that you have, you, you are really naughty. And you are, you're really naughty. Not really you, naughty. Yes, you are. You are really naughty. Naughty in what way? So you're really naughty as in you... If, if you shouldn't do something or something's very, very close to being a bit like you shouldn't do that, then you will always go and do it. And it makes me laugh a lot because I'm quite naughty, but I always play the innocent card with you like, oh, stop it, stop it, love it. Um, and so I like, you know, I like your energy for life, as in you just go out there and do it. You know, you've had a massive career, you know, a huge, huge, huge boy band and, you know, actor and the West End and stuff like that. But there's something about you, your, your need for naughtiness has kept you really humble. Like you've walked in today to my house to do this. And the first thing you do is you just talk at me for 20 minutes about all the bad stuff that's happening in your life <laughs> without you even asking me how I am. Not once. No, no, no. You didn't even say hello. You just walked into my office and just started ranting on. But I like oh, that about you. Sorry. because No, 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 because I, that isn't you being selfish. 
And that's not you being um, self-consumed or anything like that at all. That's just you being massively honest. You talk about what's in your mind and you show your emotions and you show your feelings. And I feel really honored that you do that with me, that you want to discuss that with me. I mean, I don't want to discuss it with you because it bores me, but I really like the fact that you do that. And that all comes yeah. from a zest for life. But I think it's because I, I feel very safe with you. I feel I can trust you. And I don't feel yeah. that I can trust many people. And I have a lot of trust issues. Um, and I don't have lots of friends that I can just offload to. So I do apologize for offloading. And it's fine. Today when I walked in with it's my fine. bubble tea. It but I did offer you cannoli. Fine. You did offer me cannoli. And, and a bubble tea. And a bubble tea. You just tried to buy my friendship with sweet goods. Yes. That's basically all you want to do. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation or Virgin Radio Pride with me, Duncan James. And me, Gokwan. Um, I've got a random question for us. Okay. okay. So the next one is question 11. Okay. How was your coming out? Oh, gosh. So coming out was an interesting one for me. I sort of came out in a national newspaper, which was at the time really, really scary. But it was something that I felt had to be done. Mm. I mean, I'd been living a lie pretty much you know, my entire life, especially mm. during the hiatus blue. And, you know, the press would always run stories that I was dating this one and that one. And I felt a lot of Girls. pressure. Yeah. yeah. And I felt a lot of pressure to be playing the straight boy band card. Did you think that if you didn't come out in the boy band, mm. that it would have affected sales or affected I your fan group? Right? I, I, I thought that I would, first of all, let down the record company, let down the boys. Um, I felt an immense pressure to kind of be the straight boy and yeah. I felt that being in a boy band with a predominantly female fan base mm. you can't be the gay one I didn't really come out to anybody I was scared to come out to my mum and I didn't have any brothers or sisters I didn't have um, a father figure in my life and I just didn't want to let down my mother in that respect because I wanted her to have grandchildren and I wanted mm. her to you know to have a family through me yeah so I felt immense pressure like that as well. And it was such a big deal inside my head. Yeah. And actually the reality of coming out, it, when I did come out, it was like, it wasn't even a big deal. It was, mm. it, nobody really cared. I mean, my mum embraced me, put her arms around me, gave me the biggest hug. The boys from my band kind of said they had an idea and they said, it doesn't change anything for us. We love you. The record company were really supportive. The fans were really supportive. My friends were like, oh, we kind of knew, but we never wanted to say anything. And so I thought, what was all the fuss mm. about? It was all inside my head. And I just felt light and I felt such yeah. a relief. And when I look back now, I just think, why didn't I do it earlier? Why didn't I have the courage? Why was I living in fear for so long? Mm. And I think it's important for also the listeners to know that if you are somebody that's struggling to come to terms with your, your sexuality, it's it can be sometimes more inside your own head than yeah. actually the reality of it yeah. is. And I think it's really good to find one person that you can confide in, that you can trust and come out to them first, yeah. because then it gives you the kind of Dutch courage to be able to open it up to a bigger audience. Yeah. I think it's also fair to say that, for, that coming out has to be on your terms. And yes. nobody has got the right to tell anyone they must come out. Yes. And, you you know, so it's up to you. And, you know, you may yeah. not ever come out or you may choose to come out. And that's for all identity. Yes. You know, whether that's, you know, that's non-binary or lesbian, gay, 
however you identify mm. that is up to you it's your body it's your life you have that my, my coming out was probably slightly more traditional because it was when I was younger I knew that I was gay the whole of my life I've always genuinely and even though like being gay for me wasn't a sexual thing when I was very very young I always knew that I was I was fascinated by men so there was always this kind of slight fixation and then when, when I got older and I then then started to develop sexually and started to fancy boys and stuff and you know I, I was it was quite a rough school that I was at and so it wasn't possible back then in the early 1800s for me to come out on horse and cart uh, it was quite difficult but, but what happened was is I, I left school really really young I got booted out of school actually for being really naughty but um then when I went back to college, I was studying performing arts and we'd just done a dance class. Everyone started talking and they were saying, oh my God, there's this new boy band, have you seen him? And uh, one of the girls turned around and went, oh my God, have you seen Gary? He's so hot. And then we're like, oh my no, I like Howard. No, I like Jason. I literally just stood there and screamed, I love Mark! I literally just came out of my mouth. And that was kind of my coming out and it was completely underwhelming wow. it's like no everyone knew other than you know me mm. telling them mm. and so it was all that but then my my true coming out was to my parents which was many many years later right. and because my i'm mixed race my dad's from hong kong my mum's english my dad is quite a traditionalist even though he's been in this country the whole of his life and my sister told my parents because she could see that i was really struggling and then the next time that I saw them, I took a boyfriend home, which was many months later. Wow. And I, I arrived back at my parents' place and um, walked in with my ex-boyfriend. And I hadn't told him this was the whole thing that I was doing. I hadn't told my parents that I was going back. And they were all, my, all the family were having dinner and this the whole room went quiet. And my family dinner table was never quiet. It's like a zoo. And it was deathly quiet. And my dad left the table early, which he never does. He's always the last one at the table. And he went into the, into the lounge. And we could just hear him moving around and I just odd behavior. And I walked into the lounge and my dad had made a bed on the floor out of all the cushions on the sofa and the chairs. So me and my partner could stay the night. And so that was his way of saying, I accept. I'm accept wow, yeah. that's lovely. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is Quite a Queer Conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Duncan James. And me, Auntie Gok. Next question. Is it random? It's a random question. It's <laughs> random question number seven, which is my lucky number. Yeah. What advice would you give to your younger self, Mr. Gokwan? Oh, easy. Stop worrying about everything. Yeah. Just stop worrying. I'm, I'm a born worrier. I have anxiety about yeah. everything. I have anxiety about having anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. And so when I was younger, it was it was crippling at times because I worry what people would think I would worry about my behavior I'd worry that I would talk out of turn I would worry that I'd upset someone and it was constant and do you know what as you get older you know now that I'm almost 72 you kind of look at your life and think to yourself that's a lot of wasted time yeah it's a lot of wasted energy instead of enjoying that moment instead of you worrying about your you know whether they like you or don't like you or whether you've done right or wrong why don't you just enjoy that because at some point at the end of your life when you are about to leave this earth and go on to wherever you're going to go on to, then you're going to be surrounded by all those moments in your life that you, you're going to take with you. And mm -hmm. that worrying about stuff won't be one of those things. Yeah. So just surround yourself with, the, with your, your fondest memories. What about you? I think I'm kind of with you on the anxiety thing. I mean, I'm, I'm a born worrier. I've always worried about every single thing. And I think being um, an only child and having kind of growing up with my grandparents who are a much older generation, and they were kind of like my father figure. 
I just always was worrying about them because right. they were older. I was worrying about my mum because she was always working to try to provide for me and give me the best that she could. You know, we came, we didn't come from a family of money. So I wasn't, I was never privileged. I was never born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And I was just always worrying that I wanted to make sure my mum was okay or my grandma was okay, my grandpa was okay. And I just, I don't know, I, I, just you know let things go yeah and and not not harbor them and and let things go over your head a little bit more and also come out a lot earlier i tell right. myself we'll do that to come out a lot earlier and be be happy with who you, you can, are yeah, i don't think you can do that because you there was a reason why you did that i'm gonna give this a 7.a now so we've got a random question seven i'm gonna give it a 7.8 what would you think your younger self would advise you right that's a really good question it's, it's really good i didn't write out the thought of it oh I feel like I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, do you know what? My younger self would probably say, if you meet somebody called Gokwan, <laughs> stay well away. Because <laughs> he talks too much. <laughs> Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. You're listening to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Gokwan. And me, Duncan James. On the one and only Virgin Radio Pride. Okay, so we've got another random question. This one's number four. Which song would be the soundtrack to your life? Oh my God, that is so All right. hard. That is so hard. Oh my God. All right. It's got to be all right. It has to be for you. Why? Because that's, that's a song, it's a song which is, it kind of shows your career, doesn't it? It was probably the biggest hit for Blue. You've sang it how many millions of Do you know, times? it wasn't actually the biggest hit for Blue, but I think it is probably the most recognisable exactly. song. Exactly. And so that song changed yeah. your life. So it has to be that one. Okay, I'll go with All Rise because I can't think of anything else. But you're right, it, it did change my life. And it is the kind of one song that everybody kind of knows Blue for. Yeah. What about you? Mine is probably the Whistle Song by Frankie Knuckles. So as you What's know, I'm not, I, can't, I can't, you know I've got Voice It Cleans ovens, so I'm not going to sing for you right now. Um, but it's called The Whistle Song by Frankie Knuckles, and it's a track, it's not really a song, it's a track. And because I'm obviously a DJ now, um, when I was younger, I listened to house music and stuff, I just remember getting lost in this most incredible melody and this, this kind of ambient noise that Frankie created. And for me, it was a big coming out moment for me because house music really helped me with being gay and mm. coming out and stuff. Because yeah, because I found a community that I felt accepted me and they didn't care whether I was gay or mixed race or fat or whatever. They just accepted me because I loved house music. And so mm. probably the whistle song. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. This is quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride with me, Gokwan, and the one and only Duncan James. Okay, here's a lovely question. Oh, I might cry if you ask me this one. Right. This is a really important question, and it is, what does pride mean to you? Oh, this is such a difficult one for me because pride for me is everything. It really is because I, I get excited about the party. I get excited about being around my friends. I get excited about celebrating our incredible community. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that for me. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm quite political. And I think the idea that we have uh, an opportunity, and it's a shame it's only, you know, one weekend of the year in London, and I know we have a pride season, but it's a shame it's not every single day that we can do this, where we celebrate and we have our voices heard and we are fighting for mm. equality, but, but more than all of that stuff, pride to me is really important because for all of our siblings around the world who aren't as privileged as us, mm. who can't go and wear a pride flag or can't be themselves in the street that are have their lives threatened yeah. daily yeah. For, for them 
um, pride is so important because if we do it here, we are showing them that we are standing with them and we are giving them hope because they see what we do and they will see. And in, com in countries where just you and I, who we are, mm. forget about our morals and forget about our ethics and forget about any of that stuff, but just for how we were born, mm. it's legally, they're legally allowed to be killers. Mm. Just for that. That's why pride for me is so important. It's because we are still, we've still got a long way to go, basically. And I, I think also to add to that as well, what's so lovely about pride is we don't have many safe spaces that you can go to and be yourself. Um, and I think that, you know, celebrating pride is you go out into the streets of London, for instance, and you just feel safe. And it is a safe space because you're around everybody mm. who is celebrating with you. You don't feel threatened. You don't think that there's somebody going to, you know, come and gay bash you. And I think it's so important to have safe spaces as well, because there's not a lot of mm. countries, as you were saying before, that allow you to to celebrate who you are because of politics, mm. because of religion. And it's it's so scary to think that actually we're living in 2022, but yet there's some countries out there, as you just said, you're still killed for being gay. Mm. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing that we have pride. It's amazing that we can wave that flag as big and as loud as possible. And as you said, it gives hope to all those people who are in countries that, that don't have that yeah. ability. Let's go. Quite a queer conversation. Virgin Radio Pride. Are we are we done? I think so. I think that's kind I think that's kind of our chat. But I love that. And I love the fact that you love pride as much. And I actually I do love pride. It took me a long time to genuinely kind of embrace it because I used to hide away from it. Mm. I used to be scared. Yeah. Because of my my own yeah. closet positiveness. So now I love it. And yeah. I, I really want to just help people as well who are feeling closeted to come out and let them know that it's okay to come out. It's okay yeah. to be K. You don't have to be scared. Just be proud of who you are, be your true authentic self. Absolutely. And just a massive thank you so much to all the listeners for listening to our quite a queer conversation on Virgin Radio Pride. Like Gok said, thank you so much for listening to our quite a queer conversation here on Virgin Radio Pride. And guess what? There are so many more to come. So keep an eye out on the socials and don't forget, be proud of who you are. See you later. One love. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio Pride. The Virgin Radio Pridecast. Proudly supported by Disney+. Plus. Full of stories and love for all.